there is a time in your relationship when you're pretty sure you got it right and your partner got it wrong. And when you try to approach a repair around a circumstance where you think you got it right and your partner got it wrong, it's really hard to not try to reiterate how right you got it. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff. We're in our series on what we wish we knew. We're really going to talk about in this episode what we kind of how, how we handle offense, how we handle with the struggles. You know, Angela and I, we live in the same house. And I don't know about you, but every roommate I have ever had has offended me in some way or another, (laughs) even the quiet ones. That's true. When you put it like that, that's a different perspective. I'm just saying there is no way that she is not going to literally and figuratively step on my toes sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's going to hurt whether I like it or not. And so part of being married, I think the last episode, we really talked about how hard it is, Mm -hmm. but, but. Part of the struggle and part of being able to stay in connection and stay close to one another is knowing how to go, ow, that hurt, and I need you to understand that that hurt me, and we've got to do something different with it. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Break some of that down. Talk about why this is a little different than outside other relationships. Uh, Your metaphor has me going in a hundred... My mind is... I'm excited about it, because I think about... Before I met you, yeah. before I knew you, I had a house and I rented the rooms in the house to help for, to pay for, you know. To sure. And so I would have different roommates. Multiple times I was a manager at a coffee house. And so sometimes baristas would rent a room if they were working or whatever. And so I remember these two roommates who are both my dear friends. They were my bridesmaids yeah. at our wedding, actually. They both lived with me at a time. And I used to get so mad that the whole dishwasher would be full and waiting for somebody to put in like the last dish. And so I put this little like passive aggressive note on the fridge about it's not a good way to do it. leaving dirty dishes. <laughs> and my friends now, my roommates then will still say, remember that one time you wrote the note about the forks left in the sink? And I was like, um, listen, control oh was what I knew how to manage living in the same space with somebody. And yet here we are living in the same space. And you were just reminding me. Stepping on all the toes. Oh, stepping God. on all the toes. Can well, you think back? It makes, me, it makes me think about it. Like I worked at a place and, and there was a guy that would always put these notes up. That was like, uh, the, the dishwasher has been fired. Please wash your own dishes. <laughs> like, or toilet paper management system has been replaced with you. <laughs> like you're supposed to put a new roll on or whatever. I'm like, golly. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So it's an interesting thing because sometimes we forget yeah. that we are two humans living in a small space, having to share things like bathrooms and kitchens and, you know, laundry and children, whatever the thing is, we talked about this a few episodes ago, that I am going to approach it in such a different way than you're going to approach. Oh, my goodness. And when we enter into this space in our heads that my way is the correct way to approach it, it immediately sets us up against each other. Because if you don't approach it the way I would, then I'm like, why are you approaching? Now I'm offended. Now he's offended. (laughs) And now we're against each other. There's this nice pat phrase. You brought up Starbucks or baristas, right? And I'm like, 
We should assume positive intent. Oh, that Angela. was such a great listen. I loved that coffee company. I learned a lot of yep. incredible things from working for them as long as I did. But that was something that they always used to say as a manager when you're, you know, working with or having to do correction or guidance for any of your employees, partners, they call them. Baristas. Yeah, that you would go into the meeting assuming positive intent. Assume that you have just gotten it wrong. Yeah. Or that you're missing. I misunderstood a something. Piece Help me puzzle. get it. Yeah. If we approach, listen, pursuers, pro tip, <laughs> hashtag pro tip right here. If you approached your withdrawer and assumed positive intent, assuming that you might have just missed something and asked for clarity in a curious way, that would change. It might work. It would change something. <laughs> well, but, and, and for me, it's like, you know why that doesn't work in like well, a... because my tone is like, um, let me just get clear about what it is that... No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, even, if you, even if you come to me, it, before you ever even notice it, like, you'd think you know my intent. Yeah, I do. We're married. Well, that's We've not been doing assuming, this for a minute. Okay, that's not what I'm saying, assuming positive intent. That's instead what we actually do, which yeah, yeah. is well, I tell you what I've assumed your motivation is. Well, and I think that, I, you know, we get... People that work different places, good places, and they have these like assume positive intent or be be curious with your Mm -hmm. you know people that work under you like yeah you want to be in the world which is true but but I'm not out in the world I'm in my bedroom or I'm in my office or I'm in my kitchen right and it's like now I see for the hundredth time that Chad I'm I'm being Angela left the seat up left or left the bowl in this by the sink he didn't even put it in the sink this time right he's like I know and so I'm like do you assume that I'm like, oh, he knows that hurts me and he doesn't care about me, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, yes. Because it is, it's a bit of a different thing. I'm like, but I'll tell you what, y'all, if you can assume positive intent, do it. That'd be great. If those kind of like tips and tricks work in a relationship. No, because in my mind, I'm like, let me, let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Show me the way. Show me the way. scenario. Dishwasher is full. We're eating breakfast together. Mm -hmm. We try to make that space. It's a good day. It yeah. is. We try to make that a like electronics free space. Yeah. Except Chad has a smartwatch. We can have that conversation later. So in the middle of our breakfast, his wrist starts vibrating and he starts glancing at it. So when I say to him, hey, the dishwasher's full. Could you put your you know, bowl in it? He may or may not. Here's my positive intent. He must not have heard me because he, ha- he was looking at his watch yeah. the moment I said that. But even that gets my heart like, but he shouldn't have been looking at his watch. And now he's leaving his bowl and he didn't hear me and he didn't listen and he doesn't even care about me. Does he just think I'm going to come behind and put all his dirty dishes away? And doesn't he already know? And here we go. The day is gone. You guys, I just lost the day. It's like nine o'clock and you have already like, (laughs) are you kidding? Avery has to be school at eight. It's like seven 15. Well, maybe who knows, (laughs) but that's not how it works in relationship. (sighs) Angela is invariably, there is no way that she doesn't hurt me or offend me in relationship. Yeah. There is no way that I don't hurt or offend Angela. Flip it for a second, because I, we've talked about this before. You know, I just share my aggressive pursuer side. Yeah. Talk about a morning scenario where I offend you as a witch are. It's pretty easy. Like I get up at 5.30 a.m. I'm trying to work out. I don't get that done because there are other things that have to be done. Like I get the dogs fed. I get the coffee made. I get the lunch packed for the kid. Then you wake up a little bit early and you have this other plan of how things go. You want to talk to me about this or about that. And I kind of ditch my plans to help you out. And then you you were going to take Avery to school. But then, yo, could you do that for me? I've got I'm running a little bit late or whatever. And it's like all of a sudden, like you're just shifting stuff towards me. And I'm like... 
Angela, I have plans too. Were you listening in on my session with my clients today? No, because I'm no. pretty sure they gave me that exact same. I'm like, video. but it, but it is. It's like I it's have plans too. This is fresh. So then I just don't say anything, or I shut down, or I'm frustrated oh, with you for yeah. throughout the day. Even as you say that, there's this little part of me that goes, I see how that plays out, and I don't say to you, Hey, I noticed you're getting up early to take care of, to self care, to work out, to try hard. This is what positive intent would be. Yeah, I could see the effort that you're making. And the impact that me just throwing a wrench in it is is just completely misses you. Yeah, but it, and I, but you're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna wake up and guess what? And oh, I do. I don't even know that you didn't sleep well last night. I don't even know that yeah. you were up three times or didn't feel good or whatever the thing is. All I know is that my alarm went off at five thirty, and I didn't want to get out of bed, but I'm gonna get out of bed so that I can have, you know, at least some of the things that I want to get done done. And, and then you're not running late, but I am. Because you didn't sleep well, probably. I could assume positive assume intent, positive too. Intent, not just that I... But you put your snooze three or four times, and then I walk <laughs> in, and you're laying in bed looking at your phone, you know, and you're kind of in a bad place, and I'm like, okay, well, she could get out Even of bed. Even if a good place. Well, you, or not. I mean, yeah. but you could get out of bed and do some of the things I did this morning if... But then you're like, hey, can you do me a favor? Oh, take the, you don't even say take do me a favor. It's more yeah. like take Avery to school. I'm not going to be able to get there or whatever. I'm like, well, oh, that's okay. very aggressive. Well, but maybe you're not feeling good. I mean, that's, uh, that's the truth of life. Yeah. Some days it sucks and some days you're offensive and some days I'm offensive and some days I don't, yeah. I don't meet your expectations and you don't meet mine either. Right, right, yeah. Right. And so. Golly, how does that feel? You guys, does it feel familiar? We're just being it honest. It does for because, me. But here's the thing though. One of the things we wanted to bring to you in this specific episode is when we do this every day, day in and day out, and let's say we have a hard week, let's say we have a hard month, let's say we have a hard season, We this stuff starts yep. to build up. How many days in a row can Chad take it on the chin that I'm just overlooking that he's getting up early and doing the things he's doing? How many days in a row can I handle him putting the bowl beside the sink because he has eight other things going on and that's something that he just didn't do? How many days can we let that stuff go before it starts building up, before we start believing my partner just doesn't care about me? Now I have bitterness. Now I have resentment. Yeah. Now that's building up. And now I believe about him that he just doesn't care. Not that the day is lost, but that there's something going on with my partner's character or who he is or who I am. Or how I view you. I mean, there's a lot of little nuances that That's could be really in that. Yeah. what we want to kind of shift this. The reason why we want to give you these like very practical, tangible, can you feel it? We wanted to bring to you, here are some tangible examples. Feel it with us as we talk through it. As we say, here's how our day goes. This that happened yesterday morning, this yeah. morning. I mean, that's very... One uh, of those days. I, they all run together. <laughs> yeah. But how do we make sure that we're not holding on to that stuff? And then that bitterness, unforgiveness, belief about my partner is now influencing my next interaction with him. My ability to connect with him emotionally, intimately, physically, all of that stuff weighs in. And so in this episode, we really wanted to talk about the value of, I, I just want to almost call it like mini forgiveness. Yeah. Not like We're not talking about a, a giant big, a, an affair brand. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the importance of in the moment, little daily, oh. that offended me and I need yeah. to forgive it. Or I need it. to release it. Yeah. I need to not. And, I, and, and it is, if, if you can... Go to the positive intent. Try to, but man, y'all, we talked about this last time. This is an effort. Yeah. There, this is the work of relationship. 
to be able to go, no, I'm going to choose to look at that and forgive that and say, I'm not going to hold that against her. I'm not going to let that bitterness run our relationship. If I hold on to every offense that every, well, that my wife, but I was thinking about like, if I held on to every offense that every roommate ever made against me, I wouldn't have any roommates. <laughs> and this is, this is somebody that I'm saying I'm a long-term roommate, right? <laughs> like rest of my life, I'm going to probably live with her if <laughs> things go right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I can't hold on to the time that she, whatever. I want to come back though, because now what we want to do for you guys is actually, we, we've given you these silly examples that aren't so silly. Us in the morning and him leaving a bowl beside the sink or us in the morning, him waking up at 5.30, feeding the dogs, packing the lunch, doing the things that he does, and then me fumbling in late and switching his plans and having him do something that I was going to do. This happens. I know that this stuff happens in your relationships. And so what we want to do is show you, bouncing off of last episode that we did about owning your own part, coming to the table and said, this is, this is what I played in it, that we need to learn how to bring our pain to each other and forgive each other and ask for forgiveness. So we both want to just jump right into those little scenarios that we gave and show you what a forgiveness or a repair would look like in those scenarios. So I'm going to start with talking to Chad about the sink, the bowl, that, that my feelings got hurt. Yeah. Because if I don't, and I start to believe he just doesn't care, that really does damage to our relationship long term. And so this is one of those things where, where when people say, how do you and Chad do it? We do this. We circle back and we say, hey, that hurt my feelings. And now I'm believing things. So, so let me say that. This is a conversation that we have had in the past. Yeah. Chad, I really got this maybe later that evening or it's stewing. Ladies and gentlemen, if your partner goes to work and has a long work day where they are responsible for a lot of things, it is not really the best idea to send them a whole bunch of text messages with this content (laughs) when they have other things that they have. They just can't give it the time that it needs. So let me just say that's my little disclaimer. It doesn't mean some of you aren't going to try and send send a text to your partner saying... Hey, you really offended me when you left the bowl. Good luck at your nine o'clock meeting. I mean, like that stuff happens. Yeah. But in this moment, let's say I've thought about it throughout the day. We have talked before about this thing we do called heart guard, which is that if we have done what we have coached you guys on doing, which is heart guard, then I have taken my offense to God. And I said, you know what, God? Here I am. I'm mad at my husband. I can feel myself being mad at my husband. I'm in my own head trying to righteously defend my position and how much I do. And I did the dishes and he didn't see it and he's not listening. And he brought it. And I I kind of vent in a prayer. And I ask God to into that space. And I say, you know what, God, if there's anything on me, show me so that I can ask for repentance and and ask him for forgiveness. And if it's on him, then, then I'm releasing him to you. You take care of his heart. And I protect my heart in that space. And then I prepare myself to return to a posture of humility, that positive intent where I can come back to Chad and say, Hey, this morning you hurt my feelings. And it really got to me. And all day it's kind of been, I've been trying to figure out how to tell you that it hurt my feelings, but I did the dishes and you put the bowl beside the sink and man, it just, it got all over me. And I, and I start to think bad about you and I don't want to think bad about you. So I want to bring to you that it hurt my feelings. So that's a way I could say to him, you've caused me pain and I'm bringing it forward because we need to do a repair. He may respond good. He might not respond good, but at least I'm bringing the pain forward. 
Or I could say, hey, I recognize that when you put that bowl beside the sink, I just lit into you. And I hate when we start our mornings with me yelling. I don't want to be that person. I hate that I yell at you. I don't even see all that you do. Can you forgive me? So either I present my pain and give him a chance to say, I do recognize that or however he'll respond. Or I ask for forgiveness. That's what my part would look like for my scenario. What about you, Chad? Man, you know, if, if I'm trying to be realistic as a withdrawer, but also a busy person, um, probably a lot of me would want to be like, okay, I'm just going to forget that, move on, move forward. But but if I felt like it was really stewing inside me and I'm like, uh, I'm really frustrated with this, I probably would come to you and just say, man, I'm really trying hard at this and I don't think you see the effort I'm making. We have to shift something. We have to adjust because it, it leaves me in a bad space. And then I think, I think you don't care about my work. I think you don't value what I'm doing or who I am. And so that, that might be how I would express it. Just say, I need, I need to be seen in this. I need to be understood in this. So that's the one where I would be kind of bringing my pain to you. This is what hurt inside me and hoping that you could respond to it. And then the other one where I'm really kind of bringing and asking for forgiveness would be if I were to go, you know what? I left this morning and I was pretty frustrated with you and I went to work and I've been frustrated with you all day. And so I just need to ask you to forgive me because I di- I wasn't engaged in the relationship. I disengaged. I took my pain and I kind of harbored it and believed some nasty things about you. So will you forgive me for for not engaging, for not letting you know that something was going on this morning and and even just sharing my frustration? You know, one of the worst things that we do in relationship is actually that kind of shutting down it's, it's, it's actually the absence of care. Yeah. And so the fact that I didn't let my wife, you, Angela, into that story or into my struggle was really kind of a form of neglect in a way of our relationship. Mm. And so I have to, I have to engage that. Now it's tricky, especially for the withdrawer, because my hope is that if I don't address it, it'll go away. But if I'm the withdrawer and it doesn't go away and I'm still stewing on it and I'm starting to believe these things, then my only move, the, the, the trap that I put myself in, in a way, is I have to come forward and go, oh, this is hard, but I've been harboring this thing and we didn't even talk about it. In order for a withdrawer to be able to come to a pursuer and say, hey, I recognize that I've been disengaged and can you forgive me for that? I mean, there is work that Chad has done. I have to go do work. And in his yeah. head in order to get to that step. Yeah. So I want to say too, before we kind of get to the connection, we can wrap this up. <laughs> Golly, those are ninja moves though. That is so hard yeah. because there is, I want to even say less than a 50% chance that your partner is going to be able to take that in because chances are, if you had a bad morning, you both had a bad morning and they have their own views on how it went. And if you come to them and say, let's say I come to Chad and say, you left that bowl there and that hurt my feelings. How hard is it for him to not say, I got up at 5.30 in the morning and did all the things. And, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't go at that yeah. pace because he's a, he's a withdrawer. He just has kind of a different, you know, cadence with how he delivers it. Not as fast and aggressive as I do. But for him to hear that I am trying to bring him pain, that's what we want to try to respond to in these places. We want to try to shift from harboring that I got it right and he got it wrong and he's letting me down and I'm in a, I'm the better one, which, which let's be honest. There are times when we all pursuer or withdrawer man or woman, it doesn't matter what your gender is or what your role is. There is a time in your relationship when you're pretty sure you got it right and your partner got it wrong. 
And when you try to approach a repair around a circumstance where you think you got it right and your partner got it wrong, it's really hard to not try to reiterate how right you got it. Yeah. <laughs> it is so hard when I got it right <laughs> to not reiterate how right I am. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so here's our connect point. We want you to take some time and start to think about how are we doing with this? We're not asking you to go make the biggest repair on the planet, the one thing that he did that one time or she, whatever. That's not what we're asking you to do in this connect point. We're saying make a plan to come back to things. Talk to your spouse about how you're going to engage with this, how you're going to discuss the things that have been hurting. If we can start to make that plan, make the time to do that, have the conversations that really are uncomfortable. And I know I'm challenging withdrawers a little bit to say, this is what hurts, right? Start to pay attention to what hurts and start to bring it to your partner. And really just setting up a plan of how we're going to do that once a week, every day we're going to try to do this or whatever the thing is, yeah. however your your relationship can tolerate. That's, we want to trust you to make that decision. But set up a time to say, this is when we're going to do it. We're going to check in at the end of the day. Is there anything that you're holding against me? Is there anything I'm holding against you? Maybe it's part of daily bread prayers. Maybe it's part of entry and exit. Maybe it's lots of things that we've given you in the past. But having a plan for what you're going to do with offense and having a conversation about that Man, I think that's a good start, and I think it sets you up to kind of get that list of hurts um, kind of handled. You're pushing on pursuers, too, because it's going to be hard, and I want to just say that it's going to be hard. If a withdrawer actually does bring their pain forward and say, hey, pursuer, you didn't see how hard I'm working, and that hurts my feelings, or you you know, were maybe too harsh or too critical in that, yeah. or whatever that is, if that withdrawer brings some pain forward, we tend to want to defend our position and yeah. show how hard we're working. And so being able to respond and not making it about what you're doing, either side, but or pursuer, but to say, thanks for bringing that pain forward. I want to respond to it. I'm sorry that happened. I don't want us to get in those fights as well. The whole heart behind this is not to harbor bitterness and unforgiveness and negative thoughts about our partner, but to clear that air, to clear the slate, to be able to come and say, hey, have I offended you? And can I make it right? That's really yeah. the heart behind this is trying to make sure our hearts are in a good position towards each other. And if we do that more frequently, it really does for us anyway, makes it not as heavy. Yeah. It makes us return quicker to a positive experience, makes us not hold the fight for as long. It really, when we get some reps of doing a really good repair around these fights, makes them easier to talk about afterwards as well. And so... That's what we're pitching to you. We know these are ninja moves. We know these are hard, but we believe in you. We're trying them ourselves. We're pitching you to try them. We'd love to get your feedback. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us on this series, What We Wish We Knew. We're wrapping it up, and we know that we could actually talk about this indefinitely. There's so much we wish we knew, but we're going to jump into another series soon. We've loved journeying with you in this. We still want to get your feedback. If you have something that you wish you would have known, we'd love to respond to that. Let us know. You can email us. You can go to our website, therealmhoss.com. As always, one of the best things that you can do is refer us to somebody else. Do you know another couple who could benefit from having these conversations? Please let them know about us. And if you get a chance, like us on Google or Spotify or iTunes. It really helps us to get that exposure that we need. We have a few conferences coming up, so make sure you stay tuned to our Facebook page and our website, and we look forward to journeying with you in the future. Thanks so much. Thank you.